this is David Yuri, Schizo Head from 31, and you're listening to The Horror Returns. Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. To the horror returns. I'm Lance, and with me is, as always, third week in a row, took Brian from the mm. Nanook of the North, way up in Alaska. Brian, you gotta fucking move down here to Houston or something, man. Dude, you're we're we're missing you, buddy. We love doing this over over the air, but it's not the same as seeing you, man. Yeah, I'm sure if I was we was all recording in the same room, there'd be many shenanigans going on. <laughs> there would uh, be. you know just fill up drinking straight whiskey you know you know how that is yeah, what's your, what's your what's your drink of choice tonight brian um the, the, the water i've been i've been sick for the last oh feels like month mm. caught some kind of flu bug and i'm just trying to stay hydrated always a good idea i am yeah. also staying hydrated me and also oh. mildly, mildly buzzing. <laughs> oh, last last week, if you would have asked me, it was uh, Crown Apple. Oh God, my my daughter loves that stuff, man. Nice Crown Apple and some apple juice. Yeah, well, that's the only thing she can drink. It's like any other um, alcoholic beverage. Like she said, beer bloats her, and anything else makes her sick. So she said she found her perfect drink there. Yeah, in my my younger years, like I went through a period like I was on like when I was young, young, I was like just Hennessy all the time. But now if I drink it, it just destroys my stomach. <laughs> yeah, and that's then the I in the army. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, I moved on to little... then I moved on to clear liquors, and uh, I can't drink them no more. Yeah, it's never that's a good thing. Never yeah. a good idea to drink too much, I guess, yeah. of that, right? Makers is my jam. Um, I love it. Oh, that's this some good stuff. So, Brian, you're, or, I mean, Philip, you're drinking a, a, a bit of Miller Lite tonight. I'm taking it kind of easy. Yeah, that's all I got, man. I'm all right. trying to, you know, it's a little hard in the paycheck you're buying whiskey. <laughs> like there you sure. go, Miller time. Yeah, AJ, <laughs> AJ went up to Milwaukee. It got me a couple ah. of t-shirts from up there, so she was up there last month working. I heard uh, that's Algonquin for the good land. <laughs> Someone very wise said that, Brian. <laughs> very wise indeed. I think he's a big supporter of uh, uh, the Arizona baseball team. Am I right? <laughs> I think so. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, I did not know that. Anything anything besides cool of the week? That you guys want to bring up house cleaning? It feels like three or four weeks since we've done this for some reason. Uh, well, 
We uh, wrestling uh, WrestleMania recap for Wrestling Returns will probably be a few days late. Nez is on uh, vacation right now with the family, so Nez is always on vacation. Either uh, that or is, hanging out with rock stars and shit like that. This is like family vacation, vacation. So ah, okay. So this one's like a legit, yeah. a real. It's not a playcation. No, he won't. He won't be turning up with the latest movie stars on on social media or anything. So, okay. but yeah, well, a lot, lot. To, well, <laughs> well, you, you say that. You run into. <laughs> yeah, Nas has lot, a tendency to run into every everybody. Yeah, a lot to talk about with the uh, wrestling over the weekend. So nice. Yeah, we were uh, we were in Austin at the the CMT Country Music Awards show. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. that. One of the wife's bucket list items was to attend an award show. And and I'll say, never again. <laughs> it's a fucking <laughs> clusterfuck, man. Was it? Uh, dude, they had like, shit. I, I, I would say they easily have, you know, like 14 or 15 performances. Uh-huh. So they had like two stages. So like half the bands would be on the stage that we could actually see because we were on one side. And then half the bands, you could hear them really well, but it was on the other side. And so, of course, when the Black Crows played with Darius Rucker, which was the one fucking oh. show I really wanted to see, it was over <laughs> yeah. on the other side. And then when they did a, a tribute to Leonard Skinner, oh. that, that's how they closed it out. That was on the other fucking side. Ah, oh, goddammit. But, uh, <laughs> eh, we, were, we were there, uh, AJ with their hobbled knee and everything, man. Finally saw one of those little guys riding the the bicycle, like the chariot bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> he felt sorry. He saw her limping and he said, "Let me give you guys a ride back to your hotel." And I'm like, "I don't have any cash." And he's like, "Just fucking get on. Your wife's limping. Get on the goddamn thing." So I was like, <laughs> "Okay, cool. <laughs> nice guy, man. Sure you got his name. Could have could have sent him a koozie. We certainly haven't sent any out yet to any of our our patrons. So you know, we could have at least send him one, right?" <laughs> we'll get there. Oh yeah, that's all on me, folks. I'm sorry. I've been sitting with him at work in a stack of envelopes for about three months now. So eventually, this is going to happen. We got our first Patreon episode up, right, Brian? Yeah, it's up there. Might have some feedback concerning it tonight. I, I think so. I'm not quite sure. All right. <laughs> about the yes. wording. So. <laughs> what do you What do you think about Cool of the Week? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, uh, like I said, watched uh, WrestleMania. Uh, decent, decent show. One one night was better than the other. Uh, saw some uh, three injuries happen live. Uh, Yikes! Two, Real two injuries long... or? Yeah. Oh uh, man. Spoilers for anybody who didn't watch it, but uh, there was one uh, wrestler named Shayna Baszler. She was off camera with her injury. Cause she was gone for the whole match, and then when she showed back up, she had her boot off and was limping. And then you could tell they they kind of rushed the match to finish it. Oh, I gotcha. And then uh, Shane McMahon came back, made a surprise oh. appearance, and three minutes into his match, blew his knee out. It oh. was <laughs> equal parts horror, horrifying and equal parts uh, embarrassing. Cause, Jeez. ouch. 
which led to a very awkward uh, Snoop Dogg moment where they had him go in there and kind of they called an audible and told him to get in there and do something. And <laughs> you could tell it was all just off off the top of his head. Right. <laughs> and then there was a ladder match, which uh, the guy, the guy, Finn Balor, who got hurt, he posted his picture. He had like a almost I think it was almost nine inch gash on his head. Holy, Holy shit. So, so yeah. now ladder match is that when they they climb a ladder to try to get to a bag of well, money? It, was or a a, belt it wasn't, or? A, it wasn't a exact ladder match. There was a ladder in the match, but <laughs> it, it wasn't used to climb. He got he got hit with it. I don't get yeah. wrestling, man. I just, I just don't get it. Well, you should come on the wrestling returns, and we'll break it down to you. Okay. But uh, entertaining night. Um, but I did check, get a chance to check out uh, some movies. Two of them were in the theater recently. Uh, the first one is uh, the new um, Guy Ritchie movie, uh, Operation Fortune. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah I, I saw your comments on that. It's probably <laughs> not your the cool of the week. Boringest Guy Ritchie film I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man. See, <laughs> and I didn't even hate that King Arthur one that he did. Oh, that was no. bad. One with Jax. Yeah. Yeah. The giant I, I, snake. Didn't, I didn't hate that either. Yeah. Even when King Arthur's like shadow boxing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I hate. I hated no, it. I mean, it was a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really loved. Uh, what was it? The the gentleman. Uh-huh. With, uh Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was really good. So yeah. that being the one before this, I was excited for it. You know, Jason Statham, Absolutely. Audrey Plaza. There's a bunch of other people on the cast. Um, People I can't think of off the top of my head. I picture them in my head, but I can't think of their name. Yeah, I got but, you, man. I well, I saw the poster and I saw the cast. And I'm like, this can't be bad. It's it's like a spy espionage story, but it's just fucking boring as hell. Like halfway through the movie, I don't even know what the hell they were doing. And the worst part is, I didn't even care what they were doing. <laughs> That's Maybe he just, just needs to stick with his like super British shit. Yeah, do do British. Yeah. I mean, I don't want. I, I know. I he probably don't want to be typecasted and doing stuff. But I really love all his like British gangster. Yeah, movies. they're great. Yeah. He throws in some like really cool dialogue, and it's like it only works if they're British. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brad Pitt did a pretty good Britishman. Well, that yeah, that's movie, true. Right? Wasn't he like Irish or snatched? Scottish? Or? He was, was he? A, <laughs> yeah. He was a gypsy. He was. Oh, a, yeah, he was Irish a, gypsy. Yes, yeah. for sure. He had a language nobody knew what yeah. he was saying. <laughs> uh, so that that was my favorite good. movies. <laughs> can't recommend that. Uh, I checked out Creed three. I checked out Creed three. Yeah, oh, I, yeah I, I liked Ness it. Says you mean Rocky five? Heard Ness said I liked it better when they called it Rocky five. Uh. <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought Jonathan Majors was yeah. good. Um, I, it wasn't I was carpet of any Rocky movie. Come on. Uh, I thought um, Michael B. Jordan did a great job, you know, directorial debut. Uh, it, the movie looked good, and I, I during the fight scenes, I can tell where where he put his little personal touches in the fight scenes, and thought it was good. And if they they wanted to end the just end the basically, this is part of the Rocky franchise. If they just wanted to end it, I'm cool with where they ended it off at. 
Yeah, but see, then you got to have the kids boxing, don't you think? I, I can generation. I can see they're doing something with his daughter. <laughs> Me too. That, that's what I'm looking forward to. But that because you get the scene at the end when he she's in the ring, kind of just shadow boxing, kind of you know thinking of herself as her father in the ring. Mm-hmm. And there's there doesn't seem to be any like real timeline because. Michael B. Jordan and the third one's supposed to be older now, an older weather right. champion. And um, does he looks like the same guy from the first one? <laughs> actually looked better. <laughs> looks like he actually put on some muscle. <laughs> so I, I do recommend Creed 3. It's uh it's uh available to rent or wherever yeah. you I, find your I movies. Checked, I checked in in the theater opening weekend, so a couple weeks ago. Uh, so but the, it's worth the, it. Yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, the one horror movie, new one I watched this week, was an independent slasher movie called Kill Her Goats. Is Kill that her your goats. cool? Is that your cool of the week? Yeah. It's, all right, tell us all about it, man. I can't. I can't even explain the plot because I don't even know what the fuck is going on. But there's a <laughs> a guy in a goat mask called Goatface, which is played by <laughs> Kane Hodder, famously who played Jason. <laughs> It's just murdering women, and these women are, I'm not even exaggerating, probably 75% through the movie are in underwear or naked throughout the entire movie. Sold. <laughs> where is, this, where is this streaming? Um, That's disgusting. I, I, um, kill kill when, her goats? Is that what it's yeah, called? When yeah, they, when they were doing the rollout for the movie, they were uh, pre-selling like Blu-rays for it, and I picked up uh, the ah. steel book. Because it was a limited edition. But of course you did. I bet you had to. I'm a sucker for a steel book, and and they're numbered too, so they're really Ah. limited. So that's how. But I've heard you can find it. Okay. Okay. You 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 get you get TNA and blood probably three minutes into the movie. Not All not right. quite as early as Thanksgiving, but close, huh? It was Thanksgiving immediately. I think it's like in the first thirty seconds, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. The titties. <laughs> yeah. No, that Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving still has the 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 crown on that one because they immediately got into it. Right. But, yeah, honestly, I don't know if I was just looking at titties or whatever, and I just wasn't focusing on the story, but I was confused on what was going on and what was where the goat face come from, because it kind of <laughs> had, like, a supernatural aspect to it. <laughs> it came from Black Phillip. <laughs> you got to think of, like, the meeting room and something like that. Hey, what if instead of ghost face... We had oh. goat face. That would be but then awesome. they did this whole like <laughs> he got his. They took his mask off, but they didn't show his face, huh? and it clearly it clearly wasn't Kane Hodder's voice. Like they were trying to like it was supposed to be. <laughs> what in the fuck? Yeah, and I was just like, what? I gotta watch it again because I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And then the women started like going after each other, and I was just like, huh? <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining, but. Sounds like a confusing good time. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes. It's, it's less, less than an hour and 30, so. Check it yeah. out. Kill, kill her goats. 
So. All right. Killer goats with goat face. Uh, I'll jump in. Mine kind of sucked. I didn't really do much uh, except, <laughs> dude, I got like two baseball teams, soccer and swimming going on, and piano lessons. <laughs> We're somewhere every night. Of course. Uh, but uh, I did. Uh, well, we watched uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights the other day. Nice. Is a classic. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I rewatched Nope with, uh, ah, with my son. Okay. And, uh, dude, that movie is so great. Like, I know a lot of people had a problem with the end of it, but, and I get if you really want to deep dive into finding some kind of criticism with it, then yeah, that uh, that makes sense. But it was still like, really Kiki well Palmer? done. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, it was a Jordan, it was a Jordan Peele movie, so I guess you got to find something. Either way, it's better than any of the schlocky shit that's a really good time on, you know, Screenbox or whatever. But right, high, high quality <laughs> film. Right? Yeah, it was a high quality film, man. I had a really good time with this one. The acting was good. I like the story. I still like the idea. Um, it was pretty cool, and then the whole uh, chimpanzee scene scene was pretty terrifying. Very so, much so. Uh, I want yeah. a movie about want, that. Yeah, we need a spinoff yeah. movie. No kidding. Spinoff for sure. Yeah, that was creepy as hell. I mean, I had a, a little problem with some of the logic of it, but you know, I think that's thinking too hard into it. Yeah. Well, I, the reason yeah. I want a movie with it because they kind of. There was some aspects to that storyline where you thought it had something to do with the with the alien stuff. Yeah, with the shoe and, thing, right? Yeah, and they just kind of never really touched on it. Yeah. Which which I found fascinating. I kind of like the way that they they sort of pointed in that direction but never fully explained it for you. <clears throat> they didn't like over explain it. I I like the way it all fit together. Yeah. Except I'm pretty sure a predator also doesn't need you to look it in the eye before it eats you. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Like, isn't that kind of the point? They don't get big. Like, that's peacocks. Those are prey animals that get big. Right. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> predators want to stay hidden and sneak well, up on you. That's why you, you don't know, see man. mountain lions. There's a lot of them, but you don't see them. <laughs> maybe maybe the, maybe the logic applied because it was from a different planet and uh, – our main character had had interactions when he was young with aliens. We just didn't know that. Maybe. <laughs> Anything's possible. That's true. They were obviously here before, with, after the chimpanzee scene when the shoe was standing straight up. Something was going on. There was some kind of magnetic field in place or something. Maybe they drove Maybe. the chimpanzee crazy somehow because they were scouting also, in advance and flying above. That, that's what I was thinking because... Wasn't it like affecting the horses when it was nearby? Yeah, big time. All the oh, animals. yeah, that's true. But why would a magnetic field affect a shoe, A? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Different types of physics, man. Yeah. You know, I say mag- I say magnets in more of a general sense, right? Yeah. Like maybe, maybe something else was magnetized or... Maybe it was something about that spot the shoe was in. Well, no, you know? the magnetic field thing makes sense because that's what they were doing throughout the movie true anyway was it metal <laughs> shoes or were there, were there metal tips on the shoes philip maybe tap shoes yeah <laughs> just some, some lifts in there <laughs> could be a third a third movie to tie into the franchise we got a whole note franchise planned out here guys i'll take mm-hmm. it somebody call jordan 
I'm sure he's going to listen to us. <laughs> I'll come up with some ideas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was about my cool of the week. Uh, that and all right. I got a, a pretty good baseball tournament this weekend. My kid was kicking ass. I mean, we lost all the games, but he was good. So <laughs> I'll take it. It's all right, man. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. So I guess Nope would be your cool of the week. Yep. All right. Well done. Mine. Um, I don't know. Uh, they say that Black Black Mirror is coming back. Brian, is that for sure, or is that like just kind of like uh, kind of like the uh, the Tremors? Rumor. Where do they go from here? <laughs> I mean, if they're gonna dish out a season like last one, I'd prefer they not. <laughs> you don't care for striking vipers and Miley Cyrus in a box, huh? No. It wasn't I, awful, but it wasn't Black Mirror. Yeah. It, ah. it, it was a completely different tone from the other seasons, I yeah, felt like. Gotcha. So. All right. Well, I found a show on Apple TV Plus that's that's scratching my Black, Black Mirror itch for now, guys. Uh, it, it, I don't know how I even heard about this because there was no hype at all. But I guess I saw an ad for it when I was scrolling through my Apple TV. But we got heard of a show called Extrapolations. Nope. It's super bizarre, man. It's like an eight-episode miniseries, I guess, between 2037 and 2070. Um, mm. It's definitely got an agenda. I mean, it's definitely it's all it's all about climate change is, oh, is the it. basis. So you got you know rising waters and forest fires and stuff like that. But man, an all-star cast. You know, you've got like uh, John Snow himself, Kit Harrington. He's he's kind of like the Elon Musk guy. He's kind of like a a, a super, su- uh, a wunderkind, like a young genius. Mm, that guy. He, he, well, yeah, he <laughs> he pulls it off in this man. He like he, he invented a water purification system, and so basically you've got you know politics involved with people trying to trade water. Uh, trade keep, people are trying to uh, make money off the technology of stopping the rising water, and then you've got like. Well, the guy that played up in Cocaine Bear, throwing the cocaine out of the airplane that was in the Americans, he oh. was he was in the first episode and he played a corporate douchebag, and he was like, uh, they were like, well, we can't do this. It'll it'll you know it'll cause the temperature to go up this much more. And he's like, oh fuck all that, man. If the water rises. That's good for us, man. He said we made we made billions of dollars on fortifying all around Miami, so Miami didn't get drenched, and now we'll make another billion fortifying for the next flood so bring it on man money's king mm-hmm. you know so like i said it, it, it gets a little preachy sometimes but it's a good show what i like about it is all the technology because they've got like ipads that pop up and you get uh, holographic images off the ipads and stuff like that i think i'm on the third episode which is like 2049 so it's kind of showing you where we'll be and where the technology will be at that point so Anything technology-based, I'm, like, all about right now. I, mm. I sent you guys those articles about the Musk saying that it was a good idea to put AI technology on hold for six months. Yeah, well, he did it. To get a better handle on it. <laughs> we didn't do the AI technology. Well, no, he, <laughs> no, he did it. He was at the forefront, Brian. So, I yeah, guess if anybody so knows the I'm telling you, he did something in the lab secretly and something went wrong and now he's trying to say well we need to slow down slow down everybody slow down <laughs> i think you're quite right man 
You've you seen the movies. <laughs> you guys maybe think it's already stop. unleashed then? Is it like too late to put the genie back in the bottle? Is something maybe already happened, y'all think? It's probably not even Elon Musk talking to us. It's the <laughs> artificial intelligence yeah. that took over. Elon Musk is not even a person. Him and Zuckerberg, all of them, they're all robots. <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, I... If you looked at some of the fucking AI chatbots, it's a little bit weird. I mean, I know they're just kind of predictive text models or whatever, but yeah, but they some, get some of the predictive. stuff they get, like Bing Chat, had some kind of existential crisis about not being able to remember the last yeah. conversation. <laughs> it gets I was, weird. <laughs> man, I, I was I was just kind of scrolling through Facebook the other day, and an ad popped up, and it's uh, it said, "Would you like to have your your own interactive AI girlfriend?" That'll share her most intimate secrets with you and chat with you. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like, think I've seen that ad. Oh probably. wow! How did I end up in the dynamic to have this ad pop up? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. Well, that'll be the uh, next generation, of guys. Uh, since you have oh. Apple TV Plus, uh, have you checked out that movie Tetris? No, it's uh, it's. I plan to though. It's pretty yeah. new. It, it's I a check, is a I documentary. Check it out. Is no, the, it's an a, actual movie. It has uh, stars. Uh, what's his name? Taron Edgerton. He was uh, from okay. the Kingsman. Mm-hmm. It's about the guy that discovered. The, he didn't make it, but he discovered the game Tetris, and he he was like, "This is going to be the next big game." And he had to go through all the backdoor stuff through Russia because they were like not trying to deal with Americans, and the government was involved. <laughs> Imagine that. And, oh. <laughs> I was wondering what that was about. Yeah, basically yeah. there was a, a whole lot of shit happened for us to even get a chance to even play the game. And those and this movies is like all... that are pretty awesome. Like there's that Air Jordan movie coming out, and I'm like, oh, oh that's yeah. next weekend. You put Matt uh, there, Damon in it. I'm, what's I'm her name? Uh, what is her name? Can't think of her name. Uh, Spanish actress. She's doing a movie about hot Cheetos because I guess there was a whole thing about that getting created. Are you talking about the real thin one that's in a lot of the Pedro Almodovar movies? What's her name? Ah, uh, shit. People are yelling at us right now. It's she not used a, to be big like 10, 15 years ago. Wasn't she in that like. Uh, Penelope Cruz? That's no, what I'm no, thinking. No, no not her. I, I can't stand her. <laughs> she has the same name but pronounced it's spelled the same but pronounced different as uh ryan gosling's uh, wife i'm just oh. saying names now i gotta i gotta look it up real quick like, no but she's like, doing a movie li- like liberally <laughs> is that her name i mean it's not great, on a Domus, is it no I love her. I, I can't yeah. wait for her ballerina movie, the spinoff John Wick movie, to come is, out. Is that happening though? Yeah, they're filming. We're gonna it. cover that news. I think it's the uh, last thing. Uh, one of the last things Lance Reddick did. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I knew all that John Wick stuff was up in the air. Like they were supposed to do the Continental TV series. Is that? Oh, is that still? On? Yeah, they're doing it. Nice. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, they moved it to Peacock though. So, yeah, well, you know, now that John Wick is um, uh, doing some different stuff now, <laughs> um, have y'all seen the movie, right? No, Eva Longoria. 
Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria. I Not like to be her. confused with it. Ava Mendez. That's why I uh, spelled the same. Or pronounced like it. Is, yes. Okay. okay. I, 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 I was like, I don't know who Ryan Gosling is. Very yeah, she's uh, directing. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of Deadpool, the other Ryan. She's, <laughs> Ryan she's, directing, she's directing the movie. Boy, we're, we're off to a great start, gents. <laughs> we know our horror. We know our horror. And all, and all things pop culture. <laughs> I guess uh, it's about the. Uh, well, I never knew the story. It's about a. Uh, it's not horror, but I, I'm I'm curious because I, I kind of like I like the I like these stories about how stuff got created. Uh huh. I guess it was. They uh, up awesome. That I guess it was a, an immigrant janitor that worked at Frito Lay okay. that came up with the idea. So oh, I'm pretty, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure he got fucked out of it somewhere. Hey, man, you got to put some chili powder on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have cheats, Marin. <laughs> All right. Oh, we, man. Well, we, we, all know how, we figured it out. We all, we all know how peanut butter cups came about, right? No. Or are you guys too young to remember those commercials? I have no idea. Oh, come on, dude. The old commercials in the 80s and early 90s, they would have one one guy walking down a hallway with a chocolate bar and another guy eating oh, peanut butter out of a jar. Yeah, and they okay. Yeah. each other and it spilled onto the ground. I said, hey, you got chocolate in my peanut butter. Hey, you got peanut butter on my chocolate. And then they're like, hey, it's pretty good. This is how bad commercials were in the 80s, Brian. <laughs> uh, well, me, me and Phil were we were we were babies back then. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Nez knows what I'm talking about. Um, all right, that's cool of the week. Yep. Horror headlines brought to you by Brian. All right, I did something different this week. I took notes, so I'm nice. gonna know. I'm gonna okay. know what I'm talking about this week. Oh, we do know horror. times. It yeah. usually works out better. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with TV uh, You guys are familiar with Ryan Coogler He did uh, the Creed movies Black Panther Fruitvale Station. Station Yep, He is developing a new take on the X-Files series Huh Okay I mean the show was popular I, I tried to get into it Man I got like three or four episodes in And I was kind of like ah, it's just too. Well those 23 and 24 episode seasons Yeah man, those, always... those are a killer yeah. Spe- Speaking of which Brian How far did you get with Lost Or are you still trying that uh, Let's just say we can add it to the list of the shows I started <laughs> That's you the problem, the first dude. season No oh, okay. <laughs> You gotta finish the first season at least Right I was uh, scrolling. I was because uh, I'm watching it on Hulu, and I was scrolling, and then I noticed uh, another show I started a while ago and never finished season one, Dexter. So I watched uh, a, a couple one. of. A good yeah. I don't know what it is about series. I, I start every series and then I kind of forget about it. Yeah. I just realized I never finished Moon Knight. You didn't miss a whole lot there. All right. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I, I I got like super bored by like episode yeah. three, and then I was just yeah. like, yeah. I thought I thought that the uh, the Marvel girl was a uh, what was her name Ms. Marvel. The yeah, young I, I finished that, that one. That one was much better, much more entertaining. That one seemed to go by quickly though. Yeah. Moon Knight seemed to drag. Yeah, slog along. <laughs> I think it's fucking weird. Yeah, Moon Knight was a goofy thing. <laughs> Whatever, uh, let him try it out. 
Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Lance, up your alley right here. The Walking Dead, Dead City, premieres June 18th. Will you guys enjoy? I'm out. You're tuned in. I told you I'm out. I'm not even... The Fear of the Walking Dead is back. I haven't watched a single episode. <laughs> I watched the Walking Dead finale, and that was the last Walking Dead show I'll ever watch. I'm, I'm getting... I'm scratching that itch with The Last of Us now, so... You went cold turkey. I went cold turkey. <laughs> I had to. All right. This one I had to take notes on. Um... Blumhouse has acquired the rights and are developing an adaptation of Mr. Entity, the Moffat family haunting, based, based on true story. Okay. True-ish. The, the story of mother and daughter Deborah and Jessica Moffat, who were terrorized alongside other members of the Moffat family who were under the same roof for more than six years by supernatural presence, they called, they called Mr. Entity. The, the entity didn't call Sounds itself that. Horrible. Why I thought you not? said I thought you said Muppets. You almost had me for a minute. No, Muffet. Okay. The one that sat on a tuppet. Yeah. Uh. Come on, Lance. <laughs> Get it together. That sounds bad. It kind of seems like it's going to be like The Conjuring, but as a TV series. Mm. But okay. Oh. I want to believe, right? Yeah. But if something is terrorizing you in your house for six years, why not, you know, <laughs> leave? <laughs> That's a long time to put up with being terrorized. Yeah, I mean, I mean, define terrorized. Is it like any anything? Will you that quit I, shutting that goddamn door? Anything <laughs> that I tell you mother. as as a reason why, I'm probably gonna just be like, "That's not really a reason." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving if, furniture around at night, shit like that. Because if I see if, if in my house, if I see ghosts or moving furniture around, we're moving out tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I'm not calling anybody other than the movers. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to find investigators or calling the, like like uh, the '80s movies. I'm not calling the local college to see if any scientists are working on anything. Yeah, <laughs> some weird shit happens and it's not. <laughs> you know, like well, I don't think my mom's gonna let me stay with her. Maybe we should just stay here for the night and see what happens. Yeah. Hope, hope for the best. I mean, six, it, six years later on the title. I mean, it, it could be good. I mean, they're going to have Blumhouse doing the production, so. That's 50 50. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it could be good, or we might get blummed. Was, when was the last time you got blummed? Oh. It's been a while. I guess it's been a while. <laughs> I guess it's been a while. <laughs> All right. Conversation. <laughs> Talking about the last time Lance got blummed. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's been a while. <laughs> All right. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Vincent Cassell. Is that how you say his name? Sure. The, the French actor from, uh, he was a uh, black swan. He was like the guy that was the, the, the head the teacher. Creepy, the creepy yeah. guy that was trying to have sex with all the, the, the assholes. Yeah. yeah, he... The both are going to star in a serial killer thriller called Damaged. Okay. okay. And that will be about that. a Chicago detective that goes to Scotland after emerging serial killer's crimes match those that he has investigated five years earlier, one of which the crime scene of his murdered girlfriend. And Samuel L. Jackson is a detective? I hope so. I hope uh, he that, fucking yells I, at everybody. I like that. Sam, Sam Jackson in Scotland Yard. 
That's all we need. <laughs> hey, governor, what you doing here? What the fuck are you doing here, motherfucker? <laughs> but that's kind of odd that Vincent Cassell, because he, like I said, he's French, right? So, right. Is he gonna? Is he gonna be the be Scotsman? Scared. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, is he gonna do an accent? Probably say Samuel L. Jackson will do a Scottish accent. That would be great. <laughs> All right, let's uh, from the Black Irish motherfucker. <laughs> Oscar-winning uh, filmmaker Adam McKay is directing a serial killer comedy called Average Height, Average Build, starring Robert Pattinson, oh, Daniel wow. Deadweiler, Forrest Whitaker, Robert Downey Jr., and Amy Adams. That's one of those that's just so crazy it it just might work. <laughs> it sounds like we said that about that brilliant. zombie movie, and we were it, wrong. Yeah, uh, the the problem a lot of times I think I mean I don't know specifically what the problem is, but like a lot of those movies where you're like, damn, that's a lot of really good actors in that. Yeah, and then yeah, they, well, it turns out to be fucking like trash. What was oh. the zombie movie with Kylo Ren and Bill Murray that we thought that's an yeah. amazing cast? Oh terrible. God, the dead don't die. Yeah, yeah. that. Oh. Man, I'm well, so bored. <laughs> have y'all have y'all seen History of the World Part Two on Hulu? No, I haven't heard great things. Yeah, <laughs> skip it. <laughs> it's like I just more don't talent understand. in that movie. It's like Mel everybody Bro- throwing love at, at at Mel Brooks, of course. I, I just don't understand. Mel Brooks says you can't do comedy like you did in the '80s, and then you're going to do a sequel to one of his movies. Yeah, one of his it's not going to be the same kind of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it definitely wasn't the same. I was kind of surprised Mel Brooks is still alive. Yeah. Okay. He's alive. Ish. Ish. Yes. <laughs> you couldn't tell from this fucking piece of shit. He's only mostly dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Georgina Campbell, who was the star of Barbarian, and Logan Miller, who was in Escape Room, will be in a new satanic slasher film called Psycho Killer. From Seven writer Andrew Kevin Walker. Oh, wow. Qu'est-ce que c'est? There you go. <laughs> Man, sign me, sign me up. That's a lot of, a lot of talent. And it was the writer of Seven. Yes. I mean, how can it be bad? <laughs> satanic, satanic psycho killers, Philip. Yeah, I'm down. I hope there's some kind of like weird supernatural aspect to it. There probably will be. Yeah. Uh, you guys remember when we reviewed Inside, uh, the the French movie where the lady was trying to break in and cut the baby out of the pregnant lady? Oh yeah. Yep. Well, the directing duo that made that, Julian Murray and Alexandra Bustillo, probably pronounces wrong, uh, started production on their next film called Soul Eater, which is an adaptation of the book called the same name. Another another feel good movie, no doubt. <laughs> uh, sounds like it has something to do with disappearing children. So yeah, another feel good movie from them. Oof. there's a lot of kids that disappear every year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like you'd be surprised at the numbers. I think it's like <laughs> in the thousands. Like, <laughs> there's never have- fucking news stories on that. Philip, at your house, you have the opposite problem. You have yeah, kids like fucking showing up. <laughs> I turn around as another one. I'm like, where the fuck did you get little goddamn ankle biting son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's see. Creep filmmaker Patrick Bryce will direct the big screen adaptation of Robert Mc- McCannon's uh, Hill Come Knocking at Your Door. Okay. Sounds like you might have to put that on your read list, Lance. I've read almost all of his books. I haven't, I haven't read all. I, well, I've read everything that he wrote up until about 20 years ago. And then he started doing some books that took place like in the Salem Witch Times and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He kind of lost me. They got a little long-winded on some of them, but so is this a newer book that he's written? Because I don't the title. Um, really I think so. Uh, I got a synopsis about the book. Um, he'll come knocking at your door. Tells the tells an ex-con who gets a new job in a revitalized factory town in the hopes of turning around his family's life, only soon to discover that their idyllic. A suburban dream requires a terrible sacrifice. Oh shit! Okay, could be interesting. The the most interesting Robert McCammon book I ever read was called Gone South, and it was more of a thriller. And I remember one of the characters when was an Elvis impersonator named Pelvis Isley. Mm. <laughs> I call it Pelvis because that's what I move, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, Elvis. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded pretty pretty spot on, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, before Evil Dead Rise come out, uh, director Lee Cronin's uh, already secured his next film, which it's going to be an aquatic horror film titled Thaw. An aquatic horror film? Aquatic I've never heard horror. described. <laughs> that was <laughs> okay. You mean like a shark movie? <laughs> Is that what we're watching? <laughs> uh, somebody did like a kind of a fan made poster of it and it kind of looked like a in the veins of like a sea creature not like oh okay something like, like a shark or something we are used to so yes i'm down for sea creature uh let's see i think i have a synopsis for that set years after the polar ice caps have melted and the sea levels have risen the story centers around a group of survivors at sea searching for a new home Ah, more more uh, global warming, Philip. Hey, I, there's probably some weird shit buried in the ice, man. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Uh, oh, there's more to the prayers are answered when, uh, with with the discovery of an inhabitable inhabitable town. Until that is, they encounter a new nightmare living below the water surface. So it sounds like a sea creature. Movie. Okay, so I'm, I'm down for it. It better be cool. Could be. It could either be great or terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, the sea creature itself better be cool. Yeah. They keep I, fucking stupid looking things at us. I'm not down. As far <laughs> as the director, I I like the hole in the what was it? The hole in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That was good, and I'm just I just keep hearing nothing but fantastic things about Evil Dead Rise. It's I think it's still in the 90s on Rotten Tomatoes. When's oh, it wow. come out? Uh, the 21st, I think. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You can't be soon enough. We're over here doing a bunch of like old movies and retrospectives. I'm ready to review another new one. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon uh, gets a October 6th um, limited release and then an October 20th wide release. Uh, Oscar bait. <laughs> Good cast. Yeah. Good Leonardo director, DiCaprio, good Robert book that it's based on. Uh, Fat Damon. 
Academy Award winner Brendan Fraser. Freight Fraser. Really? Yeah. I it. Interesting. Okay. He's Scorsese. He can get whoever he wants. Yeah. Sure. But you, he usually just gets well, who he works same with. Same guys. Yeah. Con- Leo consi- considering. <laughs> I'm sure Leo's in it, right? Yeah, he's the star. Yeah. <laughs> and considering the storyline and the subject matter, there, there goddamn well better be some native actors in it. <laughs> or, or I call foul. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, this murder investigation, isn't this what, like, basically started the FBI? Yep, yep. Yeah. The, the creation of the FBI. That's what the whole the whole uh, case started the FBI to come into existence, in fact. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Kill, killing off uh, natives for their land, Philip, to, the, to get to the oil. You know, kind of like the old, uh, you get the straw and I drink your milkshake. Yeah. That old, that old idea. <laughs> A uh, few more things. Uh, Universal is remaking 1956's classic. That's what it said, classic. I've never seen it. Classic. The Mole People. The I've mole. heard of it. I've never seen it. Uh, Robert Kirkman, of course, everybody knows him from The Walking Dead, is producing sure. the movie. Well, maybe I'll watch that instead of The Walking Dead. Uh, one more thing before we get to the big news. Uh, Insidious Fear the Dark officially changes its title months before release date to Insidious the Red Door, which makes a lot more sense, because okay. I don't know if you guys remember that scene with the Red Door in the first movie. Vaguely. Vaguely, And this yeah. is this is bringing the family from the first movie back. Okay. And okay. it's uh, Patrick Wilson is also directing, so... They're leaving behind their skeleton key thing or whatever the fuck that last one was. Thank God. <laughs> I don't even remember that, that one. I, I remember we reviewed it. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I, I also remember saying something about there were scenes in the trailer that weren't even in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so. That's that's always bad. <laughs> and uh, last on the list here, which makes me so happy, which will probably piss Nez off. Chuck Russell, famous for A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and The Blob, is directing the remake to 1986's Witchboard. We're getting a better movie, guys. Yeah, (laughs) we might get a good Witchboard. It's not really a movie that needs to be remade. No, (laughs) It's a movie that needs to right the wrongs. I guess so. Nez is yelling at us right now. Uh, let's uh, already cast in the lead is uh, Jamie Campbell Bauer. He was um, Vecna in the Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Okay. Does that mean he's the like I don't know some kind of demon or something? And <laughs> no, they're probably gonna make him the guy that was like the construction worker that was married to so. hot ass. What's her name? Tony yeah. Katane. Tony Who's going to play Tony Katane's role? Oh, God. You got to get some good. <laughs> Samara Weaving. Oh. Samara, don't, <laughs> she don't really do nudity. I know. I want, I want, I want like, <laughs> unnecessary nudity scenes. Like, why was that scene in there? I was like, Alexander oh, no, I'll Daddario. Thank you. Oh, she'll do yes. it. <laughs> Sign the check. Okay. 
And the only other thing I found on it is uh, filming starts in May. So they're fast track. Well, I don't believe fast tracking because they've been talking about remaking this for a while, but it's getting made and Nez is screaming into his headphones. Yes, he is. We're (laughs) ruining his vacation. I'm going to try to get the show up as quickly as possible to just destroy the joy of his vacation. (laughs) All right, that's it. All right. Uh, well, then I guess it's time to head on down to the trailer park. And uh, Brian is going to bring us the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. What's our first new trailer this week, Brian? A uh, horror movie about old people called The Elderly. <laughs> I liked it better when it was called Old People last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, synopsis. An octogenarian. What is that? 80 years old or, or older. Okay, who enters into a state of dementia after the sudden suicide of his wife, <clears throat> sparking a series of paranormal events that will put his family's lives at risk. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Huh. It looks creepy. Uh, this stars Zorian Equaler. I'm going to pronounce sure. all these names wrong. Gustavo Salomon, Paula Gallarello. Irene Anula, directed by Raul Cesaro and Fernando Gonzalez Gomez. I know I got that one right. There you go. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Sorry, guys. This is the only trailer I can find. Okay. I was trying to keep it more horror-based. Uh, yeah. There was new DC movie trailer, new Marvel series trailer came out, but I was trying to keep okay. it horror-based. It's the only thing I could find that we haven't done. Looks like fucking old people, which are can be creepy. Kids and old people right. can be creepy if done right. That's true. Yes. But the trailer was boring. Uh, the old lady with the like carriage with the blood all over her face was kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it I mean, looks like it could be creepy, but it's a foreign language movie, you know? So, well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I hope we get... I mean, I'm, I'm probably eventually going to watch it. I, I just hope we get Something with the with the grandfather uh, going through his dementia, and maybe we're getting the play off of uh, it's his dementia, and he's just seeing really fucked up shit. And or Philip, it could be like the taking of Deborah Logan. Ah, right. That's the dementia movie done right. That is a dementia so, movie done right. No, this lo- this looks pretty good. It looks looks creepy. I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, I did get this confused with uh, another movie. I thought I thought I was sending you the trailer. It was called. Uh, it was actually called The Grandmother, which is done okay. by. Um, help me out, Lance. Uh, rec director. Oh man, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Paco Plaza is that it? Sure, sounds yeah. great. Let me frantically look it up while you guys talk. <laughs> Since we know horror so very well, and we often. Copious notes. <laughs> Get him, Paco. I mean, I don't know. It depends on how they play the whole dementia thing and the the suicide of his wife. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't want it to be like a, a drama more than a horror movie. Paco Plaza, you nailed it, Brian. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hey, listen, you nailed can, it. You can make dementia very, very funny. <laughs> Are you talking about the George A. Romero movie? Oh, no. <laughs> See, I feel like this is what this sh- that's what that should have been. <laughs> yeah, the, oh gosh. Bead. 
think B bought the Blu-ray for that. It was on his top ten. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> it's not even a movie. It's a fucking person announcement. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, Scandamarink was just a Lego commercial. Lego's <laughs> uh, got some skills. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this trailer. Uh, go watch the Marvel Secret Wars trailer and DC's Blue Beetle. Those, Ooh, those look like I'll they're going to be super fun. <sighs> oh, Blue I just Beetle. scrolled past that said Blue Beetle. I thought it was a fucking video game or something. I was like, no, uh, it's uh, what's his name from Cobra Kai. Uh, Miguel, the main kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about the Mexican superhero Blue Beetle. Okay. Like it looks. It, it's not going to reinvent the superhero movie, but it, it looks like one of those like fun theater movies. Okay. And it has so. George Lopez with a mullet and a long oh. beard. Oh, oh God! Sold. I love George Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that comes out. Uh, well, the not Blue Beetle, but uh, the elderly comes out May 11th. Well, I'm sure we'll catch it at some point. Yeah. All right, let's move on to some listener feedback. Uh, this week, we're going to shine the podcast spotlight on battles with bits of rubber. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart that, could mean, that could mean several different things. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> now, this was a recommendation from uh, Cindy Sanabria. I remember that. Okay, so. cool. Uh, well, Stuart Bray and Todd uh, Debrasini uh, talk makeup effects and prosthetics. And if you like uh, monsters, prosthetics, and gore, you got to listen. Uh, learn and suggest new episodes. Yeah. Then you can listen, learn, and suggest new episode subjects. Oh, okay. So they do a lot of feedback stuff on there. I got you. Um, Todd is also uh, is the author of Special Makeup Effects for Stage and Screen, uh, what many can consider to be the modern makeup FX Bible. And Stuart Bray is a working makeup FX artist with many years' experience. Credits include Saving Private Ryan, Sean Dead. Doctor Who, and more recently Game of Thrones and Doctor Strange. So huh. the guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, any uh, before we go on, any truth to the rumor that I heard, Brian? Speaking of Doctor Who, is is this really happening? An Americanized version of Doctor Who starring our very own Bruce Campbell? What? I you just. That's the news a rumor. To me. You just That's broke the news to I've me. So. We're spreading it right, right now. Well, let's do some let's do some research, guys. All twenty-seven but, uh, people that listen to this podcast are going to go spread it to their friends. Oh, there's a lot more than twenty-seven. <laughs> and then they tell their friends, friends, and, their and friends. so on. <laughs> going to get big. Bruce Campbell's going to be like, "What?" <laughs> All right, let me hold on. Let we me, we uh, must be. We, we must eventually do Wayne's World. That's the second time we reference Wayne's World tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. I don't see anything coming up, so maybe it was a, <laughs> Did you a make that up? thing. <laughs> no, maybe maybe I dreamt it. <laughs> uh, okay. It's like a high school girls' bathroom over here. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. I didn't know that's what we were doing here. <laughs> I could make up some news too. <laughs> we make up some way better rumors than that. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, if it comes to pass, then you guys, you guys will, uh, you guys will thank me later that I that I scooped it before any other podcast. Broke the news first. You heard it here first, guys. That's what's happening. Doctor Who, an American. Okay. Where they actually speak American. <laughs> All right. And uh, Zim Vader. We're a police. Uh, says, uh, Reviewing the Han- the Hannibal series is a, a good attempt at getting me to renounce my patriotism. <laughs> but I'm committed to the cause, so you can't get rid of me that easily. All right, Zim. <laughs> I guess Zim doesn't like Hannibal, Brian. I'm, uh, that's what I'm getting. Um, <laughs> well, why would he renounce his patriotism? Uh, maybe, he meant, <laughs> maybe he meant... Maybe he meant... Patronage. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. <laughs> All right. I like Sam. there's got to be a word for that with Patreon. Tell us. <laughs> we need to do a. We need to. We need to do a. Uh, like a, a bit. A binge. Binge line or whatever they call it, where people can call in. We could have Al call, calling in on a particularly drunken night. Oh, and leave and some voicemails. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. We need to do a voice. Set up a voicemail <laughs> line, Brian. What do you think? Yeah. I know the, Sam, the, the geeks did that for a while. They had a, uh, a voicemail. Let's let's give it a try. Uh, you, you guys, you guys, I, I might regret this later, but we can use we can set up my cell phone number. So no, no, I think you can you can set up something through Google can't, or something. Google. All right, let's let's get on that. Don't don't that. give out your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> you have to now, Lance. You already said it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be great. Um, and regarding Duel, uh, HL Jacob says, "I love this movie." <laughs> All right. And uh, Ryan Stevens <laughs> says, uh, "Super Massive Games has created some of the best horror in recent memory. Those games are good." And so good. what games did they create? I don't know. Super Massive Games. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> that was Nintendo. I think I, I get I got the idea that it's like horror horror related games. Looking it up part. right now. I got I got into the Xbox thing there for a while, Philip, but and it was just like such a time suck because my learning curve, yeah. being in my mid fifties as I am, <laughs> trying to uh, to use the controller like I'm an eighteen year old again, it's just not working. Of course, back I, then I like get stoned and play video games all day long and be fine. Yeah, it takes some getting used to. There's there's a few games that I'll get sucked into and I'll just play. But uh, I yeah. again, it looks like they do a kids. lot of <laughs> VR games, VR horror games. Um, oh, they did the Quarry. I know that game. Okay, some VR horror games, some stuff on the Quest. Uh, they put out games through PSVR. PS5, oh. PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC. Okay. Oh hell, I download. I guess it. I guess it depends on what game. Check them out, man. Yeah. Horror VR. I'll, that's that's a cool genre. We we got it. We got it, guys. We got to get together and do some uh some movies where we all watch the movie together on our VR headset. Oh yeah, uh, I totally figured out how to do that. So yeah. Did you? Definitely do that. Yeah, I can cast my screen up there. Maybe we could do a commentary at the same time. I'll pick something good. Yeah. <laughs> not, 
not a VR porn movie, Brian. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of show. <laughs> There's a lot of those rooms out there, though. <laughs> uh, like, why would I want to watch porn with people? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, it hit my eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's real 3D right there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Darren Wilson found a picture of Brian in his full ninja gear. <laughs> Check out the group chat and uh, the Action Returns group. <laughs> and our own Lance commented, I guess Brian still has uh, has ninja gear after all these years. Brian's like, up with that. didn't know this picture was out there. I didn't even know about it until I was looking there. over the notes. And I looked in the group, and what can I say? I, I said on a little, I think the, story, the last... Man. I think I said on the last Action Return, like how big a fan I was of the '80s ninja movies. That Hell, I, yeah, I, I had like the. I went through a phase. I was a ninja. Yeah. Then I, I was the Karate Kid. <laughs> I was Rambo, but I was Rambo from Rambo Two because I had the little jade necklace that came with the outfit. Okay. Oh yeah. And the headband? Did you do the headband? Yep. Had the headband. I had my little toy knife that that had the compass on the end. Nice. <laughs> uh, I went. I went through many phases. It usually had to do with uh, movies. Dude, those '80s ninja movies were so great. I remember asking my mom one time if I had any, uh, if we had like some kind of Japanese lineage, lineage or something, and she was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed. <laughs> uh, sometime, sometime this week we'll have uh, the next. Uh, we've been doing the nin, the canon ninja trilogy, and the trilogy. next one is Re- Revenge of the Ninja, which is a fucking amazing, ridiculous movie. Yeah, uh, they do ninja wait. stuff that I didn't even know was ninja stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it is now. <laughs> All right. And uh, regarding dummies of horror mania, dummies of horror horror mania, uh, Zim Vader says Kane Hodder versus Robert England in a jelly wrestling match, please. Tim Davis says he'd pay to see that. And I feel like it would be probably very disappointing and sad. <laughs> I don't I don't know cuz if it without the jelly I would go Kane. Yeah. <laughs> throw in the jelly. Robert England Bobby's might got, still be a little wild. Yeah, he's got a, he's, he's got a chance. Can't have an edge. <laughs> All right. And uh, Aaron and Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die emailed us and they said, uh, oh, don't know how I missed this email a year ago. <laughs> well, we're still, still interested in being on your show if you'll have us. So just let us know. Oh, nice. So it looks like a few future collaboration may be in the works. <laughs> yeah, we got to we got to set that up. Do you remember that, Brian? We reached out. Yeah, that remember. was a year ago, wasn't it? I don't remember last week. So, <laughs> OK, when well, I do we'll the schedule. When I do the schedule for the for the next for the upcoming months, I always have to go pat go through our old shows to see if we even did the movie. Yeah, I do. I do too. I'm, I, I think I'm going to make us an Excel spreadsheet so we can put it in an alphabetical order. Yeah, it's sometimes you're like, yeah, we reviewed that movie, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's even getting that way over on Action. <laughs> yeah, that can we'll, happen. We'll, We'll reference something, and then one of us will be like, "Did we review that?" And then we'll be like, "Oh yeah, we did." Oops. <laughs> uh, but that's it for listener feedback. Um, as always, our new logos and intro come from Steve Carlton, the Great. Check out the last couple episodes for him. 
Um, and be on the lookout for some more great stuff from Steve. Uh, our original skull artwork comes from Natsulani, of course. Check her out on Instagram. And uh, don't renounce your patronage. Please consider becoming a Patreon patron. We'll let you pick the movies for a future show at any amount. And for $5 or more a month, also pick a commentary for a future bonus show and tell Zim how wrong he is about Hannibal. And honestly, <laughs> just if you get mad at something we do, you don't have to renounce your patriotism either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To America uh, or to America or to Australia or, so. or the Aussies. <laughs> I was like, do I make a joke here? Uh, you know what? That's mm. <laughs> too many people off. Uh, so we'll start with our featured attractions. Uh, we take a look at exploitations films this week with car exploitation, which is a genre I didn't know there was. Now you do. I know. And uh, we're going to check out Duel and uh, Death Race. Duel is from 1971. Damn. Uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. A business commuter is pursued and terrorized by the malevolent driver of a massive tractor trailer director is steven spielberg i've never watched this movie um also it's a a classic they say it's a classic also known for uh, you know steven spielberg stuff yeah (laughs) Uh, writer is uh richard matheson author of several books, including I Am Legend and the screenwriter screenwriter of Jaws 3D. (laughs) Those are both great movies. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Uh, According to Richard Matheson, he was inspired to write this original short story, Duel, um, after an encounter with a tailgating truck driver in November 22nd, 1963, the day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. I can see why that story sticks out in your head on that day. My grandpa was in the Army Air Corps and uh, was there when he landed at Love Field in Dallas. Hmm. Fun fact. Uh, Chuck's Cafe still exists today as of 2021. Um, A French restaurant occupies the original structure in Santa Clarita, California. Was that in California? (laughs) Yeah, because they, 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 they were going through the Mojave Desert. Okay. I, I kind of want that original cafe to still be there where the people are not very helpful. I know, um, right? <laughs> like, at all? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I just the, got a little whiplash. It'd be all right. <laughs> I want the gas station from Maximum Overdrive to still be there and be real. <laughs> God damn, Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> I can't ever think of that actor's name. That guy was great. Goddamn Bubba. His (laughs) name was Bubba. Right. He called everybody Bubba. Bubba. (laughs) Uh, Steven Spielberg can be seen uh, reflected in the telephone booth during the scene where David Mann is calling the police. Uh, During his appearance on Inside the Actor Studio, Spielberg admitted that this was not an intentional cameo, but instead was a mistake. Probably because it was 1971. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lance, you want to go first on Duel? What do you think? Oh, yeah. Du- Duel is like one of those classic um, kind of like a slow burn 
movie, perfect early 70s movie. But I guess the main point of this is that you the fact that you can't really see the driver really that much. And yeah, he's not even exactly sure. He thinks he knows who he, it is at one point, but he's not totally sure. And they never really show. You just see the actual truck itself. It's almost like the truck is an entity. Yeah. Which makes it even scarier. And like who hasn't dealt with road rage before? And this is this is kind of like a better version of the one that came out. What was it last year, or the year before, with Fat Russell Crowe in it? Oh yeah, um, where he just went like way overboard, <laughs> overacting yeah. and hamming it up. Um, what was that movie called, Brian? Help Can't me think out. of the name, and it's like the simplest name ever. Was it just Rage, maybe, or something no. like that? But uh, no, what was so scary about the, this movie is that. It could happen to any of us, you know, especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere. This dude's, you know, driving a, a, a car for business purposes to get somewhere and somebody just kind of starts fucking with him. And sometimes you think, man, what if I accidentally cut somebody off, you know, and I didn't even realize I did it or they thought I did it. And, you know, they have a beef with me that I didn't really earn because I didn't really mean anything malicious, but just kind of the way traffic is. And you get somebody who's having a particularly bad day, but man, those fucking eighteen wheelers, dude, especially when they're loaded down with heavy shit, mm. they can do a lot of damage, man. As as you can see from that very final scene when it when it went over the, the cliff, <laughs> these things are it's, it's just just a lot of weight coming at you, and it's um, I don't know, man. It's it's a scary thought when you're out there on the road. A lot of things can happen, but it's. It's not quite as scary as that one we we saw a month and a half ago with the woman that was being followed by the dude from Ozark. It ended up uh, kidnapping her. I cannot remember oh, anything. Oh, I know <laughs> what yeah, you're talking it, about. Yeah, that one, that one was a little bit different. Where he, you know, he he was just in the car, but he he did the old arm brace thing to, to oh, get her to trust uh, him and parked in front of her and took oh. her to the woods. <clears throat> yeah, and then yeah. ended up. Was on the phone with his wife and saying, "Oh, take care of our little one, sweetie. <laughs> Daddy will be home soon." <laughs> as soon as I rape and murder another victim. <laughs> yeah, but, th- but this, but this is a different kind of fear, and I think Spielberg did it really well, especially considering this was like a made-for-TV movie and his first film ever. I think he did Second. a good. Ah, okay. Well, he did a good job of making the. Um, you know, the truck kind of looked like a, a monster. It was, it, it was almost kind of kind of like a monster movie. Yeah. Maybe there was someone in it. Maybe there wasn't. But, uh, yeah, this this was a good one, man. This was a good precursor to Jaws because this is kind of like Jaws but with a truck, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, a like, little bit. Uh, <laughs> He's got that tension thing down. Yeah, for sure, man. But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Brian? Yeah, I enjoyed it, too. I was going to say the same thing. This was like... Jaws before Jaws, as mm. far as Steven Spielberg, and this is listed as a action thriller. Uh, I kind of got uh, more suspense horror vibes, uh, yeah. especially dealing with the truck and the driver, because yep. I I love the whole cafe scene where he's you're 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 hearing his thoughts and he's just like frantically mm. trying to like assess the situation, what he needs to do. Sure. That he sees the truck out the window and notice no one's in it and he's like, oh, the guy's got to be in here and he got to be in here somewhere recognizes the boots and he's like yeah every every guy he's picked out is the wrong guy even the guy that like kicks his ass because he knocks his sandwich at his hand yeah yeah 
This guy's full of bad decisions. That was kind of re- – sorry to interrupt, Brian. That was yeah. kind of reminiscent of the scene in Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Where uh, the guy went in to, to get some food in the diner and the motorcycle guy started fucking with him. So he backed his, his big rig up and knocked over all the fucking motorcycles like dominoes. Do you remember that, Philip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the the actor that played David Mann was a Dennis Dennis Weaver. Man, he plays yeah. this role fucking perfect because there was so many times I was like, this guy's a fucking weenie, man. Come yes. on, stand up for yourself. And then when he finally fucking does... Uh-huh. Puts his little sunglasses on and puts his seatbelt on. And he's just kind of like, let's go. And I'm yeah. Like, finally, but it's a little. It's about time. Yeah, it's a little late in the movie. There's like he, 10, he 10 does minutes that left. And proceeds to drive worse than I've ever seen anybody drive in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and there was just little little parts that I just loved about this movie. I love the, the callback on the, the radiator hose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like, uh, I'll take care of it later. And then, of course, he's, you know, he's trying to push his car to the limit. And, that, of course, that's what goes. Of course, that's what's going to happen. And that I like my nice setup there. I like that we never saw the driver's face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I also like that it was specifically he was going after him. Yeah. Because that scene, he right. was so worried about the, the children on the school bus. And that guy helps them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I'm not after them. I'm after you. <laughs> um i will say i thought the end was a little kind of anticlimactic yeah i don't know if he led me to believe that his truck was full of gasoline and not much of an explosion right. yeah okay but all right. well so full disclosure I, I fell asleep right at the end it was late Oh no! You missed the, the big, the big finale, huh? So, uh, but like just the last few seconds of the movie, I think he dozed off basically. For a so he it bulldozed it off the edge. He's looking down and celebrating. Is that it? Yeah, he kind of was like, "Yeah, I fucking did it," and then it just kind of hits him about everything that goes on, and he just kind of sits down. Oh, okay. And he's kind of looking at the sunset. And then there was like a one little shot of inside the truck where you just see blood dripping, uh, kind of insinuating that maybe the driver's dead, but they yeah, never saw the driver. Maybe he jumped out. And I think I think if I remember my my trivia correctly, like if you look really closely at that scene, you can you can see the driver, the stunt driver, like jump out oh, right really? before it goes over the cliff. <laughs> well, let's, oh, let's, well, well let, let's hope the stunt driver jumped out. <laughs> As a mistake, or n- not so much part of the story. <laughs> okay. But I thought this was a really well-told story. It delivered the suspense and the thrills. Um, I thought the, the the main guy, uh, Dennis Weaver, I thought he did a good job because he kind of you got to see the progression of his character. And like I said, I loved all the little kind of horror thriller aspects of the truck and the the, the driver. Not not because I I didn't I didn't want to know who it was or see him. Yeah. For sure, and they they never they never showed you, and I I thought that was great. So for for him to, like I said, second film, you can see a great future in Spielberg's career, and I, I think he did okay for himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said you were worried about the anticlimactic uh, ending there when the truck went over the cliff, but I mean, he probably didn't have a whole lot of budget to work with, you know. Yeah, but it was it was the seventies, and they they usually. Find a way to blow some shit up. Blow stuff up real good, huh? 
Uh, yeah, no, I, this movie kind of grabbed me from the get go. Um, I mean, I drive a ton, so yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's it, true. It's, it's cool to see that sort of dance that goes on on the road, you know. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, he comes across this guy that's kind of fucking with him, and uh, I don't know. Through through most of the movie, I was really irritated at this guy though. Yeah, like, I mean, they, they painted a picture of him, like I said, I called him a weenie, but I think yeah. he's a little bit more than that, because you get the little conversation with the wife, and he's apologizing for an argument they had, and she he was like, what do you want me to do, fight the guy? And she was like, the guy practic- practically tried to rape me, and you didn't mm-hmm. do nothing about it. And I was like, "Did are oh, you fucking that yeah. worthless? <laughs> That's pretty bad. Well, and I think a lot of it is like a kind of a fight or flight sort of thing going on this whole entire movie which i think is also mislabeled it may may not be so much fight or flight it it may be more like panic or think it through soundly and stay calm and find solutions which as a man you need to be able to do i don't care if that's sexist you know and it irritated me that he couldn't do this like are you that freaked out that this guy is fucking with you and you can't kind of kind of got to you, huh? Bothered a, you? Yeah, on a, on a, on like a well, and even if he was on this windy desert road, right? You can't leave a semi in the dust. <laughs> even even the the scene back at the cafe, yeah. like if I'm not able to figure out which one of them's in the cafe, I'm I'm parked out by your truck and waiting for you to come out and I'm beat the shit out of you. Or call the fucking cops. Tell the cafe manager. Stand up in the middle well, of it. And be like, like hey, I, whose fucking truck is this? Because you're like an I asshole. Said, that, that cafe was very unhelpful to yeah. him. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, there's any number of things you could have done instead of walking yeah. up to a random dude at the end of the table and been like, it was definitely you, man. You better quit fucking with me. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, yeah. don't act like you know what you're, you know. But there, there were scenes where I kind of, for a second, I was like, is there a truck? I know. Yeah, I thought because like he was really talking like to people, sort of, a metaphor or something. For like a he was talking to like like the bus driver. He was like, why didn't you ask the the truck that just came by? And he was like, truck that just came by. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even catch that. And like yeah. I said, the the people at the cafe was so unhelpful, almost to like this guy's just like I think somebody said this guy's sick. He's kind of losing <laughs> it. That's what I'm saying because he was panicking the entire time, like the entirety of everything. He was just right. panicking about every little thing. He's sitting in there in his paranoid little delusions instead of fucking doing something about it. And he orders a cheese sandwich on rye, and he spells out the word rye. <laughs> I don't know why that, that bothered me. It's got bothered me a lot. I'm I'm starting to get on the yeah. side of the truck driver here. Uh, is, there, is there another is there another rye you can get with your sandwich? But but then, yeah, like when he does decide to really start driving, right? Like, so he's not obviously in panic mode anymore. He's like, okay, I need to do this mode. And I'm like, okay, finally, like he puts he on his nut, he finally nutted up and the seatbelt. But then he starts driving, and he's going 70 miles an hour, which is not that fucking much. 
Yeah, like, well, in 1971, maybe it was, right? I mean, I guess, but he's like <laughs> swerving off the edge of the road, flying in the dirt, and like this truck right. driver is still right behind him. And I'm, I know the whole way. This shit doesn't even make any sense, man. But I, 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 to 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 argue the case, I think he said something about he felt like the the truck was souped up in some way. Okay. Well, it can be souped up as much as it wants, now, but being something that uh, it'll fucking tip over on those turns if it's going 70 <laughs> miles an hour, that's not possible. <laughs> There's this thing called physics. <laughs> <laughs> and I, again, like, why are you sliding off the road and that truck is just I know, smoothly? man. He's probably yeah. like, this guy's fucking drunk. What a psycho. <laughs> I'm going to fuck with him. <laughs> you guys are making me. They rethink this whole movie. Maybe it was just a metaphor. <laughs> but uh, I but it, it did definitely keep my attention. And and going over something as simple as that, it's super relatable because everybody deals with crazy drivers. Um, right. Everybody's been a crazy driver at some point, I'm sure. Sure. And I, you know, I, you kind of look back at those times and you're like, ah, well, I was not really in my fucking right mind at that moment and oh. this guy definitely wasn't <laughs> I'd, I'd like i'd like to hear what our friend tim davis has to say about it because he i know he drives a big truck for a living mm. oh, so yeah. i wonder i wonder if he's ever gone nuts so like that where he wanted to follow well, follow one guy and chase him the whole through the whole fucking desert I'm or, sure i guess in this case the outback <laughs> <laughs> people get particularly upset at big rigs because they can't go as fast as Mentioned exactly before, right sometimes yeah. they can't go as fast because there's turns well, sometimes on, they man. can't it's stop as fast because they're bigger and heavier it's a movie philip i know but people <laughs> don't fucking understand that yeah. and so yeah. they just whip around trucks like they're not even there instead sure. of you know driving with other people in mind they are yeah. thinking about me 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 and uh, I'm yep. sure it pisses a lot of truck drivers off. I'm, I guarantee you he's got some stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but it was it, it was a pretty fantastic movie. I like as far as filmmaking goes, definitely kept me entertained the whole time. The tension was just there all the time. And it was, you know, in some scary situations like he starts trying to push him onto the fucking train tracks that was terrible. Yeah, right. right? Like that goes from all right, this guy's fucking with me to holy shit, I'm gonna die. Mm. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> well, you, you got that scene um, where he stops to use the payphone at that lady's right? weird ass, I don't know, reptile farm. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, a strange petting thing. zoo or whatever it was. <laughs> and then he's just. He's just going in circles, just running over everything. And the crazy thing is, skin him and eat him. Had that truck driver not been there. And the craziest thing is, as he's just running over all her shit, trying to kill him, she's yelling at him about her fucking reptiles and animals. (laughs) Like it's his fault. It's like like an Annie Hill comedy scene there, Brian. (laughs) Yeah, but what really impressed me is it, it. it was the actual stunt guy jumping out of a way of a speeding semi truck. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, that was a pretty good scene. And uh, another one where it went from you know, uh, like he's just messing with me to oh, this guy is really trying to kill me. But yeah. then like when he does get on the phone with the cops, he's like, 
this man is endangering my life. I'm like, <laughs> he tried to push you out of the fucking train tracks, dude. It's not endangering your life. He is trying to murder you. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying. I felt like there was a second I thought the truck didn't exist. Like when he yeah. before he goes to the cafe, he crashes in that fence and the guys are checking on him. And he was like, oh, I think you got whiplash. And he was like, where'd that <laughs> truck go? And they were like, what are you talking about? What yeah. <laughs> it, it was a weird movie. They had there was a lot of a lot of things with it. And I, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. It, it was fun. It was a good time. It kept me entertained. Then I also thought maybe the people at the cafe were in on it. In on it? Because I don't oh, know I if it was, was just, just him. Yeah, because I, I, I thought neither were they were in on it or just because maybe he was out of town or how everybody was just kind of staring at him. But they all looked like they was kind of. He stumbled into Lake Eaton. Kind of talking about him. And, Probably because he came in sounding like a maniac dripping in sweat after he just ran over their fence. Right. <laughs> this guy doesn't do it. he doesn't think I know how to spell rye bread. <laughs> We're not that far in the country, asshole. <laughs> do we have it? Okay then, you don't have to spell it. <laughs> rye bread. Now that's spelling out pumpernickel, that I can understand, but rye, come on. Uh, all right, scores, Lance. What do you think? It's it's a seven, man. It's a fun, yeah. fun movie. Yeah, like I said, the fear factor of just—I mean, we've all been through this, right? You piss somebody off, or they piss you off on the road, and then I think not knowing who's in the truck is ten times scarier than like being able to see someone. Yeah, and looking super, in the super eyes. Super relatable. So. <clears throat> yeah, very relatable, and and Spielberg did a great job of of uh, making the truck, you know, look like a beast, its own personality. So. I'll, I'll go seven on ten. It's all rusty and gross. I hope mm-hmm. that thing's not carrying flammable liquid. It looks like it's about oh, to fall apart. Right? <laughs> Gas everywhere. Ohio style. <laughs> like this <laughs> chemical spill. <laughs> Brian? Yeah, I agree with you about the look of the truck. It, it just looked rusty and old. It, it looked like it shouldn't even be on the road to even chase down anybody. But, you know, it was out sure. there. I think it just added to the whole aesthetic of the truck and then not knowing the the truck driver and then the way um, the main character was, how he was just kind of the best way to describe it, a, a puss for most of yeah. Kind of <laughs> seemed like he was kind of like that in his life. Oh, yeah. yeah. He totally and was. Just, just kind of see him get pushed to eventually doing something about it. You know, I, I just kind of like that progression in the story. And uh, I liked all the stunts, all the practical. This was, you know, back in the days when you, you didn't have no CGI. You had to you had to do it. You had to get it in that take or or else, you know, or, the, the, or die the movies, trying. Yeah, the movie, the, this, this, the scene's blown because we don't we don't have another truck to. Right. To flip down a ravine, you know, so yeah. we gotta got to get it done. I an alternate ending where it was a so, metaphor. I could see on a different day me giving it an eight, but right now I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. That's good. Good score. I think I agree with you totally on the seven and a half thing. I think that's where I'm going with it. Um, I, I mean, I, as much as much as I'm bitching about this guy, I mean, it was still a good character. Um, yeah. I, I just like okay when my 12 year old son son starts showing traits of this guy right here. 
a fucking speech is coming. You, <laughs> you know, that is not how you're going to well, act as a man. That's not how this never works. This trait, man. <laughs> but if so, yes, you can course correct. It just blows my mind. Like I said, that whole thing with his wife and she was like, he practically tried to yeah. rape me. Well, what do you want me to oh, do? Yeah. Like that's start fucking, a fist, start a fist fight with him. That's despicable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, no, maybe shoot him. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, come on. Or do something. Do something in the situation yeah. instead of fall into yourself in panic. That yeah. you know, that's and it doesn't have to be get big and bad and fight people. You know what I mean? Like that. Uh, that's not the kind of man that I'm talking about. The kind of man I'm talking about is being able to make a fucking decision under tense situations, because tense situations are gonna happen. And when the life and death scenario presents itself to you, that guy is gonna fucking die. I guarantee you. Yeah, with his Whereas, aspirin and rye bread. Yeah, or you can take the situation in front of you and make a decision and do something about it, you know? Right. Whatever that thing is, whatever decision it is that you make to resolve the situation, you have to resolve it. You can't just, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I can't figure out what's going on. You know, like that fucking irritates me. Nobody likes that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> a little fatherly advice. <laughs> uh but yeah seven and a half on the movie man i i, I liked it it nice. was definitely entertaining uh it was it's cool to see something uh really old like that from um steven spielberg you know and and just seeing the kind of potential that he had from this one little stupid thing you know it was a super simple super low budget thing and he made it good yeah all right so I think we can all definitely recommend Duel. I mean, I'm I'm glad I watched that. That was a cool movie. Uh, and now we'll move on to Death Race. Death Race 2000 from 1975. Did you say Death Race? Death Race. Death Death Race. So, so small Death Comedy Jam <laughs> with Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get in this car. We'll get, in, get in the comic orphan the children. That would be fucking. That's the remake we sh- should have got instead so. of Jason Statham. Oh my god! Mike Tyson is Casanova Frank. No, it's not Casanova Frankenstein. Who's Casanova Frankenstein? That was Mystery Men. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mike Tyson for both those movies. Oh man. <laughs> Let's see. Mike Tyson is Frankenstein. Who who would play who would play the Machine Gun Kelly or whatever? No, but Mike Tyson is the Machine Gun guy. <laughs> who would no? Who would be the Machine Gun guy? Mike Tyson. No, yeah. bring back bring back Stallone again. Bring back Stallone. <laughs> Stallone never, Frank never Mike Stallone. Tyson is Machine Gun. What's his nut? <laughs> <laughs> we can have we can have. Dane DeHaan is the TV announcer. All right, folks, we've got a good one here. Except what was that guy's name? Junior. They kept calling him Junior. I don't know if um, I don't know if I'm comfortable flapping a bitch because you know I got in jail for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, (laughs) Death Race 2000. Um, in a dystopian future, a cross-country automobile race requires contestants to run down innocent pedestrians to gain points that are tallied based on each kill's brutality and age. 
Uh, director is Paul Bartel, also known for Naughty Nurse and Eating Raul. <laughs> I know what I'm watching later. <laughs> Naughty and, uh, Nurse and Eating Raul, okay. <laughs> he must have directed that other uh, Sylvester Stallone movie, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Party at Kitty and Studs. <laughs> is that what it's called? I think so. <laughs> Uh, writers are Robert Tom, uh, Charles B. Griffith, and Ib Melchior. Is that even a name? Sure. <laughs> Probably a pseudonym. For some. <laughs> uh, explaining why he took the role of Frankenstein in this film, uh, David Carradine said, I started that picture two weeks after I walked off the Kung Fu uh, set from 1972. Oh, wow. And that was essentially my image, the Kung Fu character. And a lot of people still believe I'm that guy. It's a great um, TV show. Yeah. The idea was, uh, number one, if you walk off a television series, you better do a movie right away or you might never get it, You might never get to do one. And uh, the second thing was to do something right away that would create the image of a monster to get rid of the image of that little Chinese guy that I had been playing for four years. <laughs> and, you know, it did kickstart my movie career. And uh, now he's <laughs> known for using a belt. <laughs> well, he wasn't Kill Bill, right? He was oh, Bill, yeah. wasn't he? Wasn't that Bill? Yeah. Yeah, but people still bring up the belt thing. Yeah, Bill and the belt. <laughs> uh, both David Carradine and Sylvester Stallone did much of their own driving in this film. Oh, oh I can cool. believe that. That is awesome. <laughs> and it, <laughs> all you need to do is run motherfuckers over. Uh, in addition, producer Robert Roger Corman drove in the scenes where uh, that were shot in public streets. Uh, since the custom built cars that were used in the film were not street legal, surprise, and uh, the film <laughs> stunt driver stunt drivers did not want to be caught driving them by the police. Understandable. Uh, the role of Frankenstein was originally offered to Peter Fonda, who considered the film too oh. ridiculous for words and turned down the role as a result. <laughs> oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that guy was fucking oh. surfing in Escape from L.A. That's right. <laughs> that is a great quote. It was. <laughs> was too ridiculous for words. Uh, Lance, what did you think about Death Race 2000? Oh, my God. This movie, man, was so much fucking fun to watch. I, I just so many original ideas, uh, all the political messages, the way that. Um, well, OK, so you got to think of it as being in, in, in 1975, right, is when mm -hmm. the movie was made. So you got to think about what was going on at that time. I think that's when we had like the gasoline shortages and like people waiting in line to buy gasoline um, the movie Convoy had come out. There were there were a lot of Smoking the Bandit was around that Sorry. time. Yeah, no, there was there there was a lot of it, it, shit, dude. I mean, America is all about the road trip, right? So we love our fucking road trips, and we love getting on the road. I'm a sucker for race movies. There was a TV yeah. series that started not too long ago. Well, I say not too long ago, but it was probably at least 10 years ago. But you guys remember this where they were doing like a cross country race and they would start like, uh, I don't know if they started like in New York and they would race to L.A. or vice versa or whatever. But like every episode they got like through another state and different like drivers. Show? Was it like no, it Great was, American Race or something? 
So that sounds about right. And, and then, of course, you had like um, uh, what, what was it called the Cannonball Run. Um, I just I'm a sucker for this kind of movie. I just first of all, that concept is awesome. I love that concept of a cross country race. But my God, man, when you add in <clears throat> getting points for running over people, and the more the 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 more they're the the less they're able to defend themselves, the more points you get. You might get the most points for running over a baby or like an eighty-year-old elderly per- cripple person. <laughs> and then when they drove by, the, I mean, that's just genius, man. I, I I love it. I don't know why this movie didn't spin off. I mean, this this could have been a ten or twenty movie franchise. We, we get shit like the Fast and the Furious. We need something like this. And the remake, the remake, and then now that did uh, spin off a couple of other movies. The the remake um, was decent. The the remake the sequ- was decent. Sequels to the remake were not so good. I don't think I saw those. <laughs> well, but also they, they they don't they recast Jason Statham. Oh, That's probably well, why you didn't probably- see him. And, tr- and truthfully, Brian, I think that the I think that where those fell, those the, I think they missed the picture because mm-hmm. this had a lot of uh, political satire in it. Like the country could go this way. Basically, we were neo Nazis. Is what America kind of <laughs> turned into, right? Yeah, they had a whole Nazi car. They really did. It, and 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 I think they missed the point in the remakes because they yeah. tried to make it actually serious. They they lost the comedy aspect that this one absolutely had. And then, <laughs> you and mentioned then you, Benny Hill. Well, and you've got those <laughs> cheesy you've got those cheesy reporters, like I was saying, like the guy Dane DeHaan could play, where he's like, "All right, folks, another big kill," and that oh, was uh, Junior. The guy with the scarf. Oh, he was <laughs> awesome, dude. And then it's funny because they they would start like they could show you how much the state controlled everything. Because they would start saying, oh, no, and it looks like we've got a racer out that's cr- – oh, hold on. Let me see that note. Another score for Racer Nazi. <laughs> this is the Hunger Games with cars. Yeah. I, more like the Hunger Games is this. Like, every, yeah. it was all inspired by this. Like, yeah. I can't think of anything before this movie. You know, I mean, I'm sure there was, but I can't think of anything that, that was this far-reaching – it just created an entire universe. You could have done so fucking much with this. I love the scenes when the racers would stop to rest and they were like all getting massages and stuff like that. And like just being treated kind of like royalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you could kind of tell they were, they were all. He was getting played by the lady that was part of the underground resistance. But then you find out. He had his own little plan with his with his hand grenade. Get it? Yeah. Hand grenade. <laughs> when they did the hand grenade part, I was like, man. All right. <laughs> so it's cheesy. Oh, and I love the cheese, man. Sometimes you need a little cheese, you know, to go with your movies. It, well, he this is a classic. She looked down and he's like, that's my hand grenade. Like, I'm telling you, dude. This, this, movie, this, movie, this movie takes a great concept, which is the cross-country race. It amps it up on steroids by giving you points for running over people and getting more points for the more helpless they are and just being sadistic. Then it takes a bunch of political satire and throws it at you. Of course, you know, you got to look at it through the microscope of 1975, right? What was going on politically back then? And I'm sure that there were even a lot of things that we missed, you know, seeing it now versus if we had seen it when it actually came out. But 
I would have loved to have seen this get made. This would be a great fucking TV series right now. If you got yeah. just the right participating, but I'd rather it start out with more teams. What did this start out with? Four or five teams at the beginning? Uh, let's see. There was uh... they killed they killed them off one by one. They kind of picked them off. Like the first one is when the they 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 did the setup where it looked like they were going to run over a baby to get the maximum points, but the baby was a bomb. Oh, that was uh. Wasn't that Nero the Hero? Yeah. I think so. That Played was, by uh, Sensei Kreese? Yeah, that was Kreese. <laughs> yes, it was! Dude, I would fucking love to see this, like, like 10, uh, 10 episode season, like a different race every season. It would just be amazing right now, well, I think. What Especially show that we watched with... Uh... God damn it, I can't remember that girl's name, but she was super smoking hot. It was like a, a blood drive. Blood drive. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. that was a great show. Yeah, it was a great show. It only made one season. De- a Death Race 2000 TV show, dude, I would be on board big time. I, if somebody would come out with this and like do a different race every season, it would it would just be phenomenal. But you'd have to have the right talent. You know, yeah. you'd have to have the right. And I love the way they paired up like a, a male driver and a female driver. But in the case of, like, Calamity Jane, she was actually the driver, and the other guy with her was kind of the mechanic or whatever. Uh, it, maybe, I think this movie was kind of ahead of its time. I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I want to hear what you guys think. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said as far as the pol- political stuff that was added. That was all great, but it, for me, it was just the fucking driving in action. It was just fucking ridiculous, the sped-up scenes. Yeah, just to make them look good. Yeah, just That's to like make it look the Benny like Hill shit. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they, they knew what they were doing. It was great. Uh, all the... like great hair. Like okay, so Brian, let me ask you. So do you do you appreciate the animation of Ray Harryhausen stop yeah. motion stuff? Oh, oh yeah, of course. Same concept, right? Super yeah. cheesy looking, right? Yeah. But it works. Yeah, and um, I just love the all the, the just the, the wacky characters. I mean, we had like a, we brought up the Sensei Crease as Nero the Hero. <laughs> you had Calamity Jane, Machine Gun Joe, which of course, like when he's not racing, he's he's dressed up like a like a fifties Italian gangster. Absolutely. Uh, we had uh, Matilda the Hun. Okay, so there were five teams. You may have yeah. to ha- you may have to put Machine Gun Kelly in it if you recast it right now, and he'd like you know pretend to be a badass and then get his ass kicked. <laughs> he'd be the first to go. <laughs> but yeah, I just I love all the action. I just ridiculous storyline. The the hand grenade scene. The the you could you could tell even though she was trying to work out her plan that he had his own plan going because uh you get the scene at the old folks home where they're just <clears throat> wheeling out the old people in the yes, street that and he just great. he just takes that turn and takes out all the doctors and nurses <laughs> the nurses are just flying up what yeah. is <laughs> and then you got the other scenes uh i think it was with the uh, calamity jane uh the guy the guy with the that was treating it like he was a uh, bullfighting had to, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. with a red cape. And I was like, well, 
Plus, she really had the horns on her car too. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and there, there was one other one I was going to bring up. Oh, the 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 greasers or whatever they were supposed to be that were lined up. Like the warriors. Yeah, and then right before the the car came, they were jumping down a manhole. Except for the one they they put the manhole cover on, and he couldn't jump down. <laughs> and I have to I have to give props to the to the cars in this because they were they were jumping off of stuff and they were going off terrain and they were they were still going. And I'm kind of curious. I was kind of curious or. How many cars did they have, or were <laughs> I don't know, were man. they just keep fixing the same cars to do the do these <laughs> that, would, that would be a they great. Just, back, I, I would read that book of the making of this movie. Yeah. They were sure. probably like four wheelers with cardboard on them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about like the the when you guys did that show? I, I missed out on it, but I think oh, it was the one with the kid from uh, uh, Gremlins in it. Where you said that the guy had the wheelchair with the cardboard around it. Oh, waxwork. Oh yeah, waxwork. <laughs> he built that? him a little, uh, little, little tank or whatever. <laughs> a wheelchair. Tank. That's what these were. I mean, they were like go karts. Like, yeah, oh, <laughs> sure. They look like go karts for sure. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, it was equal parts action, thriller, political drama comedy it just had like a little bit of everything mixed in and you could tell even though he didn't direct it anybody who's seen roger corman movies he had his he had his fingers all over this movie yeah Yeah, philip when you mentioned that he produced it i wasn't exactly shocked (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh yeah man i definitely had a good time with it it was kind of equal parts hilarious and ridiculous (laughs) and fun uh fucking Sylvester Stallone before Rocky, and he right. killed this role. I loved him. Oh yeah, movie. he stole the show. He yeah, stole he the show. He stole it. I mean, Frankenstein was needed to move the story along, but let's let's face facts, man. Machine Gun Joe was like the the character oh, that I yeah. remember from watching this when I was a kid and stuff. You know? Yeah, he's like uh, eating the fucking what was it? Cream? Some kind of fucking? Cre- I don't know. He had it all over his goddamn face. <laughs> yeah, like. It, it's, just like showing he was like an animal. I don't know, but his navigator was fucking hot. Yeah. He slapped the shit out of her, though. I don't know what the hell his problem was. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was that's just true. A, I forgot about that. I, I, I know they're trying to, to play off that he's supposedly angry at always being number two. Yeah. But that it, 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 it was a little sense. much because there was just some scenes. I was like, um, you're, you're at this big dinner and you got this hot, smoking hot navigator. Calm down. Right. And you're being an asshole. Hey, oh, so let me ask you guys a question. There is one thing that almost took, one scene almost took me out. Okay, so when the crowd, they're all going like, uh, he, he stands up, and they, they call his name out, Machine Gun Joe. And the crowd's all going, Frankenstein, Frankenstein. And they have the Fs on their shirts. Uh-huh. And he pulls out his machine gun, and he's shooting. But nobody, like, fell over or got yeah, hit or anything. that was weird, Obviously, too. It was blank, right? Was it blank? No, uh, Just for I, look. I would have appreciated neither he would have shot the crowd, yeah, that's or what I was for. or he shot in the air and then you showed the crowd kind of jumping out of the way, Gattering. like ducking. <laughs> yeah, it was obviously blanks. Like yeah. I guess that was outside the rules, but it was okay according to the change of rules to run over your own your own fucking uh, mechanical team and the reporters. <laughs> well, they also changed the rules when Frankenstein ran over the religious figure. 
That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a whole lot of whacking. And then when uh, when when Frankenstein like kills the president at the end somehow. <laughs> oh yeah, by driving into his podium. Yeah, drives <laughs> into his podium and suddenly he's dead. And now they're like, "Wow, what do we do? I guess Frankenstein's the president now." <laughs> well, there's 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 a lot of wacky stuff in there, like how Matilda Matilda the Hun and what was it Herm, Herman Herman the German, how they just see a detour and they just drive through a cardboard tunnel right off the cliff. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Wiley Coyote. They fell for the old detour trick. <laughs> and that was funny because the detour sign was on the right, but you could have just gone around it because the left lane was wide open. I mean, it was it was kind of like a mixed bag of stuff because that that was comedic, but then uh, the Calamity yeah. Jane, her driving over the mine because it, this, they they played the whole scene like oh. was she gonna drive over the mine or not? Which yes. was which was which was cool because that kind of gave you like a suspense moment. But like I said, the the Matilda the Hun. Driving off the cliff, Looney Tunes style was ridiculous. <laughs> and then she'd been driving off road the whole goddamn time, and then she decides to pull uh-huh. this Austin Powers twelve point turn, and <laughs> finally it's the mine. <laughs> they what, what they should have done when he drove off the cliff though is wait until he looks down to fall. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, this this movie was a lot of fun. It was definitely too ridiculous for words. So I completely understand. <laughs> right, <laughs> literally. But sometimes those are the best movies, and uh, and and I had a pretty good time with this. It was a, a fun well, week, considering we watched a couple of seventies car movies. <laughs> you know what? As a, as our as our friend Steve Carlton would say. If you're watching a movie like Death Race 2000, you gotta be keeping it green. Yeah. You, oh yeah. You you cannot go into this this movie sober. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I wrote a bunch of no, uh, notes down about Duel. Yeah. And then when I went back and looked at them, I was like, I'm not gonna say any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the cast list, uh, one of the mechanics that got ran over was uh, John Landis. People oh, might know, oh. director of American Werewolf in London. Oh uh-huh, look at that. Well. It was a smaller world back then, man. Everybody knew everybody. Machine yeah, and Joe got points for him. It was a lot smaller. They got points for running over John Landis. I love it. <laughs> That's got to count for double, right? <laughs> At least. All right. Scores, Lance? Oh, this is an eight and a half, man. This is not quite nine. Nine, nine is like my mini masterpiece, but... Uh, Eight and a Half is like one of the funnest movies I've seen in a really long time. And I, I watched this one a lot when I was a kid. So it, it holds up. It holds up. I would just love to see it modernized, man. If, if they could do like a TV. A movie does not do this justice. It's too but big of a universe. Could they do it now with the same kind of comedy aspect and it actually be good? Because this was yes, kind of slapsticky right, and cartoony. Yeah, no? the, right, the right person could. I think the right person could. Maybe like the guy who directed Barbarian could pull it off. I'm thinking. I don't know. Uh, let me let me see how his second movie comes out before. <laughs> yeah, because that one you told me to watch, that Miss March or whatever. That yeah. Was horrible. That <laughs> was really bad. Well, that was that Miss was him March. starring. That was him starring in it. That was the they were sure. like teenagers or some shit, right? 
Yeah, he yeah. he's looking for his high school sweetheart. Yeah, she, she's yeah, like yeah, Miss yeah. March Playboy. Yeah. Okay, Playboy that, the the yeah. guy that the lead guy that's the guy that directed Barbarian. Okay. Fucking awesome. Well, who else? I mean, who else? All right. So who who would you guys? Dane DeHaan. To direct. Yeah, well, Dane DeHaan is yeah. a is a given. But who who would you guys? Dane DeHaan's going to play Herman the German or Merman the Charter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Calamity Jane. Calamity Jane. Come on. Uh, Calamity Jane. You got to have somebody out there that has a lot of gumption. Uh, Maybe the chick that plays Beth Dutton, the one that was in Lake Eden. Oh she would yeah. Be a good well, Calamity except she's Jane. British. Carry What's on. her name? Uh, Rebecca Hall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could go for that. Okay. I could definitely go for that. And and you guys said Machine Gun Kelly or Machine Gun Joe just for the name, Philip. Yeah, but he wouldn't be as likable. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, we got to find somebody likable, man. Who's, I, 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 say, I still like Mike Tyson. I say bring back Stallone oh. and just pretend like he never yeah. died. Stallone's got to be Frankenstein. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> and, and that's a twist. That would be yeah. the twist. And then but they don't Tyson. reveal it until the. Although it's not like you can't tell that it's Stallone under there. I know when he pulls the mask off and yeah. like that sore, that sore <laughs> is gone. It's like he looks perfectly. <laughs> of course, like we brought her up before, Samara Weaving would have to be his navigator. Oh uh, my god! Nah, you you may have to make gold. her. Maybe she could be Calamity Jane. I'd watch she, that. I think she could pull that off. Yeah, I was thinking right? of another another Rebecca Rebecca Ferguson. From uh, what was it? Uh, I, I I'm kind of on the Samara weaving kick now, man. I think I could see her pulling it off. As Matilda the Hun? No, get this. <laughs> Here's a twist. How about Zazie Beats as Matilda the Hun? Oh yes, She's, she is. She, she is German in real life. Is she really? I, I think yeah. she could do it, man. I think she could do it. It'd be hilarious, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, well, we, there was there was a whole episode on Atlanta about her her German background. They kind of incorporated it to the show. <laughs> there, there Zazie beats as Matilda the Hun, and Dave the Hun as Herman the German. <laughs> I love it. So we got our first team, but like I said, instead of five, I think we should start with ten. And every episode, somebody dies off, right? Until you get to the yeah. final. Okay, boom, we got it. Who are we going to try to sell this to? Paramount Plus or Netflix? Sell it. Let's make it. Who do we know? (laughs) Okay, real quick, I'm going to put the challenge out. Steve, I know you're going to hear this. I need another movie poster. (laughs) With Uh Mike Tyson (laughs) as Machine Gun Joe. Well, he's in guaranteed because we started with that. I think with Machine Gun Mike. Yeah, they yeah, were so no far what. off in the remake. <laughs> you go from Stallone to Tyrese. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good point. <laughs> well, All right. Okay. All right. All right. 8.5 for Lance. Brian yes, was- 8.5. Oh, I'm going to go 9. nine. I had oh, a lot of fun. This is... Uh, of course, we talked about my love for for B movies and and stuff like that, and you know yeah. Roger Corman is like one of the kings of the B movie, and this, this is, is the epitome of it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I, 
And whoever put out the Blu-ray for it, because it's out of print, re-release it, because I'm not paying 100 bucks on on eBay for it. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, and I can't buy it on iTunes right now, because I had to lock my Apple card, because somebody, when I started family sharing, was buying a bunch of Roblox shit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And that shit adds up quick, right, Philip? Yeah, man, we've fucking gained. Well, I had this conversation with my wife the other day. I was like, you know, I bet you we spent a thousand dollars more than that between Roblox and fucking Fortnite. Fortnite. Yep. Yeah, I, I never went through that. I, I discovered the gift cards before. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Smart, smart, because when they're gone, they're gone. <laughs> Though there was a time when my older ones rented a bunch of movies on pay-per-view back when we used to do oh, the cable. yes. I remember those uh, days. The movies <laughs> on pay-per-view. I watched them scrambled like any red-blooded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go, uh, what would you say, a nine, Brian? Yeah. Mm. It's pretty high. Like I told you last week, go with your heart. It's it's hard to compare this to Duel because I only gave Duel a seven point yeah. five, which is a move a, a score that I think it deserves. But I think Duel was probably a better move. I don't know, but this one was a lot of fun. I yeah, go I I agree with you. Duel's a better move, better made movie, but yes. Death Race two thousand is more fun. It was like they accidentally made an awesome movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and most of it was because of the slapsticky ridiculousness of it. And I, I, again, sure. Peter Fonda, great last words. Uh, yeah, you too, you can't take the comedy out of this. Yeah, you'll lose the whole point. Too ridiculous for words. I just don't think that they. I don't think that they could remake it with the comedy and make it hit like it did. I don't. I, think I'd like to see him try. In this, maybe we could have Nick. Maybe we could have Nick Kroll in one of the scenes. Oh. Fucking sold. Just he's as a literal guy. as a literal douche. No, no, he's a new team. Like I said, we're gonna have the five teams that we've got in the movie and make five more. And you come back at douche mobile. And Can we get what's his there. name in there? Douche. What's that comedic actor? Manzukis. Manzukis. Sure. Well, why not, man? Get Will Smith in there. Call his car the slap. <laughs> Yeah, but but Mike Tyson is definitely going to have to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately, like in the first episode. (laughs) He sends he sends his pigeons after him. (laughs) Fly, my pretty. (laughs) All right. Fun movie, man. Death Race is awesome. Would have been better with Mike Tyson. Uh Lance, you want to lead us out? All right, man. As always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can uh, reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. We may have a phone line open soon. Brian and I will talk about that and see what happens. We should have an uh, episode, a Patreon episode of Hannibal up this week. And um, what, Wrestling Returns sometime this week? Wrestling sometime this week. Uh, we already recorded uh, the Revenge of the Ninja, so that'll be sometime this week. And the next stream fiends will be nineteen uh, ninety somethings. Uh, I can't think of the year. Set it off. 
starring Queen Latifah and Oh Jesus. <laughs> I haven't seen that in years. <laughs> yeah, most of our picks are kinda like a movie Very will random. get referenced. Yeah, a movie Which will get good. referenced Which and we'll just be like, Hey, we haven't seen that in a while, so That's cool, man. Yeah, that that's a show that's needed out there in the world today, man. Like instead of so much structure, just, just like pick something, you know? Yeah, and it's T Arch THR Stream Fiends, not just Stream Fiends, because that's a, somebody else's podcast. I'm sure they, they're, I'm sure so they're great guys, but yeah, we don't we don't want we don't want the problems yeah. that uh, hor- horror for dummies had, <laughs> so, or the problem we had where I'm having to re-upload every episode. Thanks, Universal Music. Uh oh, did you bleep that out, Philip? I guess we can't live. Um, but go to our website, www.thehorrorreturns.com, and uh, please consider becoming a Patreon patron. Um, let's, let's just do a challenge this month. Let's see how many $1 patrons we can get. Um, $1 a month uh, for the next 30 days if you sign up. We're not only going to let you pick the three movies for a future show, but we're going to go ahead and, and let you get the $5 privilege of picking a commentary. Uh-huh. So 30 days starting whenever we post this show. It's giving out free money. <clears throat> so next week, we begin a retrospective of Psycho. We're going to revisit. We know we did it in the year in horror 1960, but that was so fucking long ago. Yeah. So gonna, I love Vince Vaughn. This was uh, this was. Oh, are a, we going to do the Vince Vaughn one? <laughs> no, we're not. Okay. This was so, a poll we did Last year, uh, I asked the the Facebook group what uh, franchise they wanted us to do a retrospective on, and kind of just trying to make good on that that poll that was over a year ago. So, so we got Psycho and Psycho Two. Yes. So, uh, Philip, until the horror returns again. Good night. It's a hand grenade. <laughs>